Hey, ghoul friends. It's me, Aiden, or Adrian. Either way, you already know what I'm going to say. You're still listening to Susto. I'm still your host. This is the podcast of Uki Spooky Babadooki Stories. Welcome back. If you're coming back, if this is your first time, welcome. Glad you're here. Hope you like the scary stuff because that's what the show's all about. Of course, I'm going to run through the motions. If you're not already following us on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at Susto Podcast. And if you have a scary story that you want me to share on the show, you can do so by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave your story in the review. Listen, you don't even need to write a story if you don't want. If you just want to leave some love on the show, you can do that. And if you do want to leave a story, but you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can also send those in to SustoPodcast at gmail.com. No matter what you have, send stories into that email. Send me recommendations, ideas whatever you have throw it my way i want to hear from you all and yeah today's episode as you can see already we're gonna be talking about the chupacabra and i really was into this because this is like a story of our generation you know i feel like all the stories that i've told so far have been stories that have been like passed down to us and this was something that was like cultivated during our generation that like we're going to get to pass on to future generations and so i don't know i guess i'm just thinking more consciously about the construct of time and all that because today's my birthday well so okay no this has come out thursday so yesterday was my birthday the 10th july 10th was my birthday happy birthday to me i am a whopping 27 years old and i'm going to tell you i'm not one of those people that's afraid of aging I totally embrace it. I'm totally here for it. I just hope I kind of get my life together. No, I'm kidding. Things are things are all right. And I hope you're doing well too. How are you? Great. Good. No, not so good. Sorry to hear that. I'm here for you though. And you know what? I'm going to tell you a cool little story. So turn the lights off, turn a candle on, uh, focus on the road, wherever you're at. I don't know. I don't know your life, but I hope that you enjoy today's story. It's going to be a short one. I wasn't able to do like a story story, but the page that I found had some good like anecdotal reports and some news reports. So I hope that you still enjoy it. And if you don't know what a chupacabra is, if you've never heard that word before, you're going to find out today. Just keep listening. Okay. Hope you enjoy the show. So the Chupacabra is a legendary cryptid often associated with Mexico and well-known areas across Latin America. One of the locations the Chupacabra has made an impact in the past is in Puerto Rico. Reportedly first sighted there during the mid-1990s, the Chupacabra made headlines across the world when livestock started mysteriously dying. Animals were found completely drained of blood through small incisions which, according to experts at the time, were not compatible with the bite of a dog, monkey, or any other known carnivore from the region. More than 200 chupacabra sightings were reported on the island in 1995 alone. Yet, as quickly as the chupacabra sightings started, they had stopped, leaving behind a trail of questions. The name chupacabra is of Spanish origin meaning goat sucker. The word chupa meaning suck and goat, cabrito or cabra which is in reference to how the mythical beast allegedly attacks its prey. The phenomenon of the chupacabra has been associated with the vampiro de moca from February 1975, when a Puerto Rican legend tells of 15 cows, 3 goats, 2 geese, and a pig 
that were found with puncture marks in the Rocha Barrio suburbs of Moca. Later autopsies showed that blood had been drained from their bodies. The incident made headlines and police blamed the animals' deaths on stray dogs. When a cat was found dead with similar marks on its skull, a newspaper called the phenomenon El Vampiro de Moca. A series of isolated attacks took place on the island from 1992 to 1995. In March of 1995, there was a chupacabra incident where eight sheep were found dead. Their bodies were completely intact, but their blood had been drained, leaving behind puncture wounds in the chest. Paranormal researcher Mark Davenport and video producer Joe Palermo were in Puerto Rico at the time of the attacks filming a documentary. They described the animal deaths as a continuous daily event. They're quoted as saying, Day and night over the radio, over television, they were constantly talking about this chupacabra activity going on. This was very serious to them. Five months later, there was another event, this time with more bloodshed. In August of 1995, as many as 150 farm animals and pets were killed by a predator around the Puerto Rican town of Canovanas. I'm not sure if I'm saying that. I'm sorry, you guys. My Spanish is not the best. Anyway, just like the sheep from the incident in March, the animals were said to have been drained of blood through small holes. Interestingly, in each of the cases studied, local veterinarians said the cause of death was due to puncture wounds under the right side of the neck. The wounds were about the diameter of a drinking straw and three to four inches in length. In March 1996, the Spanish talk show, Cristina, which... Who remembers Cristina? I used to live for that show. I would watch it with my mom. Drama filled. It was like the Spanish speaking woman version of the Mari show. Iconic. Anyway, March 1996, the Spanish talk show Cristina aired the story about the Chupacabra and immediately following the show, there was a tremendous amount of sightings across Latin America and the United States. The Chupacabra had become as famous as Bigfoot. There are no known photographs of the chupacabra. Many supposed images have turned out to be nothing more than disease-ridden coyotes. Thus, it is unknown what this mythical creature looks like, if it actually exists. There are, however, numerous eyewitness accounts which vary quite a bit. The chupacabra of Puerto Rico was described by many eyewitnesses as standing on two legs. In newspaper articles, during the series of incidents, it was said to be some type of large ape and a vicious monkey that can run upright on its legs, slaughter goats, and suck the blood from its prey. A sound bite from an Associated Press video at the time said, There are two big animals, as big as a man. I saw them from afar. They looked like big apes, like a mandrill, but I couldn't distinguish their features. The typical description of a chupacabra sighting today seems to be more in line with a reptile or even resembling an alien archetype. Most of the claimed eyewitnesses have described a beast with a gray oval head, lizard-like skin about 3 to 4 feet in height, resembling a kangaroo that is able to hop around on its hind legs. It is said to have large red eyes, fangs, and a forked tongue with sharp quills running down its back. There are a number of theories regarding the origin of the chupacabra. Some of the more outlandish claims suggest that the creature is a modified vampire bat or extraterrestrial pet brought to Earth by aliens. A few reports have indicated that the puncture wounds left on animals, supposedly left by the chupacabra, come in threes, which would be unusual for carnivores that generally have two fangs. 
Another theory purports that the Chupacabra is part of some top-secret government experiment in the El Yunque National Rainforest in Puerto Rico. The town of Canovanas is only a few miles away from the border of the El Yunque and is the only tropical rainforest within the United States. The majority of the first Chupacabra sightings and animal attacks are said to have taken place here. Puerto Rico is also home to a large population of rhesus monkeys, which are not native to Puerto Rico and often stand up on their hind legs. They were brought to the island for research back in the 1930s and several dozen managed to escape. Then there are skeptics who contend that these incidents are by nothing more than attacks from ordinary animals such as wild dogs or coyotes. The animals go for a victim's neck, and their teeth leave wounds resembling vampire bite marks. Instead of tearing up the carcasses, they simply bite the neck of the prey, leaving it to die. One scientist, biologist Barry O'Connor at the University of Michigan, believes that the chupacabra is nothing more than coyotes with severe cases of Sarcoptes scabii, or the itch mite. The animal loses its hair when mites burrow into its skin, causing it to become thickened and ugly. Their faces swell and their teeth take on a more fang-like appearance. Weakened by the infection, they may be more prone to attack livestock. A lengthy investigation into the chupacabra phenomenon was launched by author and skeptic Benjamin Redford and documented in his book, The Vampire Beast in Fact, Fiction and Folklore, in 2011. It showed how eyewitness accounts of the chupacabra could be traced back to a single individual, a woman by the name of Madeline Tolentino. Redford claims her soul sighting became the basis for all other accounts of the creature. She offered a detailed description of the chupacabra, spikes along its back, bipedal, dark eyes, which did not match any other known animal on the island. However, another sighting at the time came from Michael Negron, a student at a nearby university who had this to say about the mythical beast. I was looking off the balcony one night, and I saw it step out of a bright light in the backyard. It was three or four feet tall, with skin like that of a dinosaur. It had bright eyes the size of hen's eggs, long fangs, and multicolored spikes down its head and back. Radford concluded that the description given by Tolentino was based on the creature Sill in the science fiction horror film Species. The alien creature Sill is nearly identical to Tolentino's eyewitness sighting, and she had seen the movie before her report. It was a creature that looked like the chupacabra, with spines on its back and all. The resemblance to the chupacabra was really impressive, Tolentino reported. Bradford revealed that Tolentino believed that the creatures and events she saw in species were happening in reality in Puerto Rico at the time, and therefore concludes that the most important chupacabra description cannot be trusted. The mystery of chupacabra seems to have become somewhat diluted with time. As of this writing, there have been thousands of articles written on the topic, along with documentaries, television programs, and several books, with not much in the way of hard evidence. The original Chupacabra sightings have manifested into sightings of the mythical creature from across the world in remote places such as the Philippines and Russia. However, what happened in Puerto Rico seems to have been something unto itself which leaves one wondering how much of it was paranormal and how much was due to the human imagination. Okay, so you all know that I had to look into these claims of the chupacabra in Russia, because that's like way the hell over there. So <laughs> I, I looked online and I found, by the way, 
the piece that I just read is from a website called ancientorigins.net. And the article or the piece that I read was The Legend of the Fearsome Chupacabra in Puerto Rico. So that's why it was all based in Puerto Rico, because the story was of its origins in Puerto Rico, which I had no idea that originated there. So good to know. This website that I'm looking at right now is rt.com. I'm just going to read a little bit from here because, again, there are reports from Russia. I don't know how accurate or true this is, but I mean, I'm telling ghost stories and stories about mythical creatures. So I'm kind of throwing fact and fiction into the same pot and hoping for the best. But anyway, it says here a string of livestock mass killings by an unidentified creature has struck fear into Russian farmers. A number of towns from probably going to say all of this stuff wrong. Shell, Shelyabinsk in central Russia to the Moscow region have suffered with the death toll from the latest attack reaching 30. Farmer Vasily Velikodnev, 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 sorry Vasily, not like he's ever going to hear this. Anyway, that guy found the butcher sheep in their fold on a September morning in Kolomna region, some 100 kilometers south of Moscow. He was immediately struck by the manner of the killings. According to the farmer, the tendons in the sheep's back were ripped in order to cut their arteries and suck out their blood, a trademark of the chupacabra a mythical blood-sucking creature whose existence is barely questioned by many in Central and North America. There's another article here from this website, Mysterious Universe, which I've, I've used this website before, uh, profiling the Russian goat sucker by Nick Redfern. And yeah, there's more stories and more reports of the Chupacabra in Russia. It's just wild to me, like how far these stories reach and I don't know if they call it the same thing. I'm not seeing here that there's like a name for it over there. I'm sure there is. But I also would like to think that Russians are using the word chupacabra. So... Today's episode was definitely shorter, but again, I could not find anything on like like a full story, you know, and I've written one or two of the stories that I've told on the show in the past. But to be very honest with you, it was finals week and I've been working and trying to not lose my mind. So so writing a story from scratch kind of fell on the back burner for me this time. Sorry to disappoint you all, but I hope that you still like what I brought to you. I did as much research as I could in my spare time. And that one website, I struck gold because like everything was there. Like I said, anecdotal stuff, news reports, and make sure that you check out the Instagram because I'm going to be posting some pictures that I found from that website. And I'm going to see if I can find that a clip of the Chupacabra episode from the Christina show, because that would be really cool just to show you all what that show was if you'd never seen it. And yeah, so that's that's going to be it today. It's just short and sweet. And I hope you liked it. And again, I'm going to run through all the motions. If you're not already following the Instagram, follow Susto Podcast on Instagram for any and all updates on the show. And if you have a scary story that you would like for me to share on the show, you can do so. You already know the answer. I know you already know it. So just do it. Just go leave a five-star review, leave your story in the review, 
Even if you don't have a story, leave a five-star review anyway. I really appreciate it. I do look through all of those reviews. So all the other people that didn't leave a story but loved a five-star review and wrote a little something, thank you so much. I really, really greatly appreciate it. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts and you want to share a story, you can send your story to sustopodcast at gmail.com and I will read it on the show. So just do it. Just do it, okay? All right, thank you. So you all have a great day, morning, night, and I'll see you later. Keep an eye on the animals, all right? Bye.